welcome to Sex Advice for Seniors. Yeah, welcome. 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 <laughs> and, uh, so I'm Suzanne and I'm 61. I'm Peter and I'm 61 for another three weeks. <laughs> well, well done you then. No, a bit longer than that. More like four, actually. Four weeks. I've got my foot stuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about four weeks. So 62. 62 very soon. Yeah. And we are here to talk about sex. Yeah. When you're older. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. <laughs> no, I am. I, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. So let's talk about sex. We've got this list that we created, very extensive list, because, of course, we are both very, very seriously interested in this topic. And let's and just completely talk, unqualified. Completely probably. unqualified, <laughs> except that both of us have had quite a bit of experience. Yeah. Some more than others. Yeah. Possibly me. Possibly you. <laughs> yeah. Very possibly. And you are just trying to catch up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, Not well, doing I've that got a well. long way to go. You've got a long way to go. Yeah. But that's okay because you've still got time. It's quality rather than quantity. I like well, that's what we like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is quantity. <laughs> and it is, <laughs> and quantity can be quality. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, let's hope so. Well, for your sake. Yeah. So we've got these topics for discussion, and I thought let's just start with the first one, shall we? Feelings of inadequacy and how to overcome them. God sounds serious, doesn't Does, it? Does doesn't it? Yeah. Feelings of inadequacy and yeah. how to overcome them. Yeah. Yeah. And why did we come up with that topic? I do you know. I can't remember. No. I think probably because we've been talking about how people uh, feel inadequate about their sexual experience and feel as though there's a lot still to be gained in terms of experience and how do they get that? And if they don't have it, you know, are they adequate lovers? And so you feel bad about yourself and blah, blah, blah. And all those sorts of questions, I think that's where that came from originally. I think, I think it originally came from because we were talking about the fact that sometimes when people talk about older people and sex, just generally, mm. they tend to focus on the negatives, don't they? Yeah. They tend to focus on the fact that men can't get it up anymore. Mm. And they tend to focus on the fact that women have dry vaginas and... And so it tends to be quite derogatory, actually, which yeah. can lead to feelings of inadequacy. And I certainly know that there are conversations that we've had in the Advantages of Age group about really, is it even important anymore? Is sex even yeah. important anymore? Yeah. And I personally think it's okay if you don't want it. Yeah. But equally, if you do want it, and you're getting chucked messages at you from the media predominantly mm. that make you feel that you shouldn't want it anymore. Yeah. You or the, you, that somehow it's it's yucky and inappropriate for people of a certain age to be having sex at all. Certainly young people think that. I mean, I know it's become a bit of a joke, but uh, but when young people think about their parents or their grandparents. I'm sure that doesn't even enter their into their heads that they, they might still be sexual beings, fully autonomous sexual beings who who get up to stuff, you know. And yeah. Um, so yeah, the messages coming from everywhere from outside are fairly negative about sex. Yeah, and I know that I've had partners in the past that have felt uncomfortable about their 
erections. <laughs> and, and when I've suggested that there might be some pharmaceutical products that are available to, mm. to, you know, to give them a bit of health, they've been quite dismissive about that. And yeah. some people haven't. And frankly, I think personally that if you struggle with things and there's some help available, whether it's lubricants, if you're a woman or Viagra, whatever, if you're a guy, mm -hmm. then it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to say, I need a little bit of help. I think people are generally very bad at recognizing they need help and then asking for it. Or knowing, in the case of women, I've had I've had conversations with women around lubrication, which has suggested that if you don't get wet or wet enough, that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Whereas it's just a physiological thing yeah, that yeah. sometimes happens when you're an older woman. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? We approach all sorts of moral categories to what are just physical things, you know. And that's really, I think, the weakness of a lot of the attitudes towards sex on older people is because as you get older, the moral questions, they kind of take over and they become attached to all sorts of ethical questions and aesthetic questions about the aesthetic uh, appropriateness of your body as a 62-year-old compared to when you were 22, you mm. know. So, yeah, general inadequacy, not being up to the job and then not being appropriate for the job. That's very philosophical, I must say. Oh, well, <laughs> well I'm here. I'm here all week. I think that's absolutely true. And I think people's challenges with their changing bodies contributes to their feelings of inadequacy. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have come to understand that male sexuality and female sexuality is quite different. And male sexuality <laughs> often mm -hmm. can be quite driven by the visual. And so it's, yeah. whereas women's sexuality is much more, in my experience anyway, driven by what goes on in my brain mm. and may not always be attached to the visual. Although I think that we all have to acknowledge that our bodies are aging and mm. with aging comes things, you know, mm. wrinkles, droopiness and all sorts of other stuff that, yeah, yeah. that kind of naturally occurs. And I am quite aware of the fact that as an aging woman, keeping my body in shape is closely aligned to feeling sexy. Yeah. And the more I feel better about the way I look, mm. the more I feel that I'm more attractive to, in my case, because I'm mainly heterosexual, men mm. who do often value that sort of thing. So I think also that can be really, really difficult because yeah. women do naturally age and, well, we all do, but when you know that the opposite sex is strongly driven by the visual, it mm. can be quite difficult as an older woman to feel that you're still attractive yeah. to them in that heteronormative kind of way, you know, yeah, which is the only thing that I can really s talk to and yeah, talk about. Yeah, I think about. that's right. I think that's right. Whereas men, it doesn't matter how old they are, they still think they're devastatingly attractive yeah, they to <laughs> young girls, you know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> There's so many examples of it, you know. I mean, from Harvey Weinstein, who we were talking about earlier, I'm sure he seriously thought that, you know, that the, these young women would, would be attracted to him. Yeah. And because power is associated so often with 
men of a certain status and age and mm. uh, and wealth. Yeah. And traditionally, it would have gone alongside that. You know, the, the it's older men who have younger women because just that's just the way it is. You know. Yeah. So so yeah. Whereas men are obviously um, concerned very very deeply about their own physical inadequacies as well about you know from weight and beer bellies and mm. i mean it, it, the biggest adverts on the internet are for penis size basically yeah, yeah. you know getting penis <laughs> enlargements and extensions and creams and and god knows what else to to make your you know make your penis bigger we have our inadequacies as well but they're very compartmentalized mm. it's about how big your dick is, or you know, how big your stomach is, and we don't think of ourselves as then, therefore, not. I don't know. Maybe we do. Not being attractive overall as a package, because people with small dicks and big and big tummies still think they're devastatingly attractive. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the menopause, and I think the menopause and just the changes that women naturally go through in their life contribute so much in terms of how they see themselves and often when they get to the menopause and sometimes and certainly was in my case my libido was nowhere near what it was mm. earlier in mm. my life you can feel a sense of grief about losing mm. something that you know you're never going to get back you in know way, yeah. and men whereas men okay you can look down at your belly and you can do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. can actually just go and just exercise and change that. But yeah. for women, hormonal changes that go on in our body are forever. Yeah. And so there is a process that I think we go through. Yeah. And we make choices about how important sex is in relationship in relation to lots of other things in our lives. Yeah. And some people choose that it's actually not that important anymore. Or I spoke to somebody today who was like, just, oh, I just don't know if I'm up for it in the same way that I was before. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. I mm. completely get that. And I think that there's a lack of awareness about the fact that actually, yeah, it does change. But if you want to keep doing it because you enjoyed it and it was important in your life, it can just change with you, but it doesn't mm. have to stop completely. Mm. And I think with the message that we get, and you harked back when you were talking about kids talking about their parents and thinking about the yuckiness and, and mm. all of that, mm. is that people kind of assume that it just ends. Mm. Mm. You know, like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And if they are doing it, it's kind of, Ooh, it's a bit gross, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think about it. It's kind mm. of quite disgusting mm. to think about it. But actually, it's just different. Yeah. And that's how I think about it now. Is it's not that same craziness that it was in my forties, but it's still there. It's yeah. just a little different. Yeah, and, no, I think it's and it, I also suspect that men have similar challenges around the lack of testosterone and things mm. which don't in my view get nearly enough airtime mm. because there's no place for men to talk about that shit no well that's true and probably a result of that is that um that we don't really know anything about that i have mm. no idea about testosterone and you know how mine is i think i'm okay and you know i check my finger lengths now and again to make sure that i've still you know my third finger is the ring finger is still longer than my index finger 
Um, in fact, I think it's getting longer. And, uh, <laughs> and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, I think to get philosophical again, it's that the problem with change in general, I mean, not just sexual change or bodily change, it's just that nothing stays the same. Um, you know, as Heraclitus said, <laughs> Pantarai, um, that everything changes all the time. Um, did he then? Yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He did. Except it's probably Heraclitus, but it, it's pronounced in different ways. He's anyway, counting, he's counting. He's counting. And uh, yeah, that everything changes, changes all the time. And as we get older, we we kind of expect it to just stay the same, and it doesn't. It no. just doesn't. Nothing does. And therefore, you have to adapt to that, and you have to find a new way of being. And it's probably where, you know, probably one of the major problems in any relationship is that people change at different rates. Yeah. And that's to do with childbirth. It's to do with, well, childbirth and childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's to do with just the different rates at which men and women change and and of course you have you know women have the menopause mm. men don't so we don't we don't, know really. it. we don't get it you no. know we don't really know anything about it they and just hope it's over quick yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah it's ignorance and fear of change both of in a relationship and within oneself as well about, you know, how things are changing, what's different. I don't feel as though much has changed me. I still feel the same as I do now as I, as I did when I was, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever. But, um, mm. but obviously I was somewhere yesterday and I saw my, caught sight of myself in a big, a big shop window and I really did think for a second, who is that standing there? <laughs> And it was it was me uh, as a sixty two year old man in four weeks' time, and that that disparity between yeah. how you feel in your head yeah. and how you look to the rest of the world mm-hmm. is is a big thing to overcome in terms of sexuality as well. Because I think of myself as a very vigorous young twenty mm. year old man, you know, always up for it and all the rest of it. But I know I'm not, you know. Now. Come once, and then you have to wait about 48 hours, really, don't you? 48 hours? Jesus. (laughs) I'm not an athlete. (laughs) Anyway, we talked about feelings of inadequacy, but we haven't talked too much, although we've we've sort of touched on it, in the how to overcome them. How to Mm. overcome them. Because I think that's the thing, is you can feel Mm. quite overwhelmed by all the messaging and the changes, as we've spoken about, that are going on in your body and everything that's happening, there's not really a great many places that you can actually mm. discuss any of this stuff. Mm. I think for men, even fewer places than there are probably for women who yeah. might be able to share some of the challenges that they're having with their girlfriends and be able to get you know a bit of feedback around that. Well, but we, I, we just... Um, but men kind of suffer in silence, I always think, generally about this kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we just read what women have to say about sex and then get off on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, one of the things is that is around overcoming some of the shame that's attached to sex, which, as mm. we know, especially at our age, can go back generations. Mm, it true. can go back to true. childhood so much of sex for me is around how your parents 
dealt with it or yeah. didn't deal with it yeah. and how that impacted upon how you feel about it in later life. So yeah. so some of that That's is really, about, really important you know, yeah. recognizing where your idea of sex came from and how you generally see it, whether yeah. it's, you know, something that's attached to shame or whether it's something that's really positive and joyful and something that is a healthy part of every adult life, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, no, think, I think it's really important. So I think that's important. But I also think what's really important is that to recognize that there, in the same way that there's Viagra for men and all that, mm. is that there we now live in a in a world in which there are really easy ways to overcome some of the basic physical problems that we have, right? Mm. So, mm. you know, lubricants, whether you decide you're just going to use olive oil, almond oil, you're going to go to the shop and buy water-based lube, whatever you happen to be. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in using lube. <laughs> like, no. And I don't think that any man, any man that I've ever met in my life if I just like spritz some lube into my hand and do something with it, gets turned off by that. I've never had a single occasion <laughs> where anyone ever went, oh, what's that? And I went, oh, it's a bit of lube. And they went, oh, gross. You're not wet enough. I'm not going to have sex with you. I don't yeah. think that's ever, ever I, happened. <laughs> I can't imagine that ever happened. No, but I'm no. sure that lots of women yeah, feel yeah. some sense of inadequacy no, no, that we they might, that that might, might, uh, might happen, yeah. but I've never had a single occasion no. for any man. You make it sound as though you've had sex with lots of people. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, and equally, I don't. I personally have never... Now, if somebody said to me, oh, I'm just going to drop some Viagra now, I've never gone, oh, gross, don't do that. I've always gone like, oh, playtime, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Viagra is a very strange thing because my experience is that when women are very divided about it. Yeah, some women think that's great, you know, he's going to have a hard on for hours and hours, fantastic. And there are some women who think, well, What's wrong with me? Because I he needs Viagra to get it up, you know, and to have sex with me. And um, I'm so unattractive that, you know, he needs the chemical stimulant to, does it, to do it and the rest of it. And, you know, that's quite tricky, I think, to deal with. But the same goes, I mean, it's the same as the lube question, but the other way around, you know. What's wrong with me as a man if she's not getting wet enough, you know? Yeah. I'm obviously doing something wrong. And, or she doesn't fancy me or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the first place that people's thoughts go to rather than to the place of there have been physiological changes which require them to use lube or to, you know, to use Viagra or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I can imagine that there are some women, and I know that I've certainly been in this situation myself with men where the lack of lubricant was a kind of thing, for mm. sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I, I do get that. Bottom line is, always, and I probably would say that, you know, we were going to end this conversation, always, it's around communication. Yeah, always, definitely. Always. Uh, always. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's just about being really clear about, mm. look, it's not that I don't think you're super hot. It's yeah. just I need a bit of extra help. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, no, no, exactly. And also, the you know, what a lot of people don't understand about Viagra is that if you don't actually fancy somebody and you take Viagra, 
It does make the difference. It's not, your dick's not going to get hard. No, no. No, so, so, so it's not like this automatic thing that you take it and the thing just goes, and everybody is well, just happy yeah, days. You right. have to actually want to have sex. Yeah, yeah, you actually yeah. have to want it. That so so there is that also that knowledge that the pill itself is not the solution. No. Like there has to there. There's a bunch of other factors that have to yeah. go on. Yeah. And I and understanding that as well as being able to communicate with your partner what's going on mm. is really important mm. because that's going to create the intimacy and relax you and make you feel sexy and just kind of want to want to do it i think yeah i think so too and i think talking about it is 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 that have a turn on i'm just thinking now actually maybe maybe we should sneak off (laughs) switch the mic off i knew you were thinking that (laughs) yeah I am fairly obvious. He is so obvious, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is our first episode of Sex Advice for Seniors. Yeah. I can't... Who dares comes. Who dares comes. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any questions, any questions of any nature that you would like to share with us, then you can send them to... You can send them to where should we send them to? I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> send them to me or send them to Well, you we or... could send them to you, can we? Or whatever. Yeah, you could just send them to Suzanne Noble on Facebook or Peter Pete... Marriott Thompson on Facebook. On Facebook as well. Messages, those are good. We've got a page on Facebook called Sex Advice for Seniors. We do. And you could send them there as well. So there we go. Okay. God, so professional, man. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.